Lone Reads, we're back. And I've got very exciting news. The Lone Read scene wasn't over. Welcome back to You've Got a Minute, the podcast where we are watching all of You've Got Mail, the hit 1998 romantic comedy starring Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Have I ever looked up to see how much of a hit it is? No, I have not. It's and a hit with us. It's a hit with us. That counts. That counts. You heard it here first, folks. I'm Eli Phillips. I'm Cheyenne. You don't get my last name because my identity has already been stolen once. Twice, actually. A few times. Little does she know, I'm also Cheyenne. <laughs> it was me. I stole her identity. Once. Twice. Three times. A lady. <laughs> gotta jump right in which is convenient yeah uh, would you say real quick what are your favorite quotes and is well you're alone read number one uh let's just say we are in minute 20 going into minute 21 the first 20 minutes of the movie are done i'm willing to say what my favorite quotes are from the first 20 minutes of the movie all right hit me uh yeah i think lone read is probably pretty close to the top i'm really curious if i think any quotes from this movie became, you know, like, I see dead people. No, this movie was not that big. I don't, well, we need to do a quick Google search. Let's look at top grossing films of 1998 and pray to God we don't see Armageddon. A cursed film. Number one is Armageddon. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Oh, this was priceless. I'm so Dude, glad. Do six more rows. Six oh, more my rows. Gosh. Come on. Oh, my God. That was fan-fucking-tastic. It's not even... <gasps> Deep impact number six. A crime. Let's keep going. Number 18. Is it, like, tied for number 18? With the Prince of Egypt. Wow. And and that's... <sighs> yeah, that's those are the only really... Really, those are the only movies there that I recognize. Um, I mean, listen, this movie was fine. This movie, culturally, obviously it was, it had a bigger impact on me than it did the rest of the world. And obviously a lot of the lines in it are quotable to me, if not the rest of the world. (laughs) Sushi. Sushi. That's, that's gotta be up there on the list as well. Um. Let's dive back in a minute. What are your favorite, do you, do you have any favorite quotes from the first 20 minutes besides Kill Nightmare? Yeah, we just went over them. Uh, well actually, you know what? I tried having cyber sex once. And I kept getting a busy signal. Yeah, that's pretty... Pretty solid. It's incredible. Would it have been as incredible if a non-octogenarian said it? No. 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 Fantastic. Welcome Uh, back to the Gene Stapleton minute. You thought it wasn't happening again, but here we are, back on that Gene Stapleton train. She's not even in minute 20. (laughs) No. <laughs> no, but let's, let's get into minute what, 20, though. What were we talking about here? Um, minute 20 picks up where we left off. Frank has just told Kathleen that she is a lone read, and he continues that thought because he's like, oh, yeah, I can go somewhere with this. And he It r- immediately becomes about him. Exactly like we were talking about, yeah. He goes to his typewriter and starts hammering out this poem about Kathleen. You are a lone... Read, standing tall, waving boldly in the corrupt sands of commerce. It's a pretty bold. 
bold statement. But in this moment where Kathleen has tried to confide in her partner, he hits her with a diatribe that seems supportive, but really is just him pontificating on his own values. And pretty quickly, we see Kathleen, while Frank is still in her apartment, go to her computer. She she leaves Frank with his typewriter. He looks self-satisfied over how great of an idea he's come up with. Yeah, he, like, you, visually, you can see that he is proud of himself. He's like, oh, wow, I'm gonna, this is, this is a thing. I'm, I gotta work on this. This is good. And uh, Kathleen quietly goes back to her computer in the other room and we get narration of an email that she is sending to NY152. And it kind of is the same conversation, but she's able to, as you pointed out, confide in NY152 in a way that she wasn't able to with Frank. He cut her off mm-hmm. to, again, mythologize her. Yeah, I'd never really noticed that before, but she tries to have the conversation that she ends up typing out with Frank and ends up having to send it through email. And I find mm-hmm. it... Very interesting that the film starts with Kathleen sneaking around, and though she doesn't seem angry, she kind of doesn't give a shit anymore and just goes and confides in her friend. Yeah, it makes you wonder if this relationship that is developing between she and NY152, is it going to be sustainable once, if, you know, no spoilers, if the uh, boundaries between them are broken down or is she able to confide in him because he can't interrupt her because he is a sounding board for her in a way that a person standing there having a conversation wouldn't be it's really kind of an incredible uh, aspect of writing letters or Mm -hmm. emails we don't really do that today but you get to express long form thought in a way that you don't get to in conversation Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's true uh, so, obviously, a lot of deep and heavy shit happening in this scene. Yeah, I find this, you know, this is the same scene, which I already said was kind of devastating to me, but Kathleen hits on some pretty existential topics. I lead a small life. Well, valuable, but small. And sometimes I wonder, do I do it because I like it or because I haven't been brave? She specifically says... So much of my life reminds me of things that I've read in books, but shouldn't it be the other way around? (sighs) Damn. Yeah, that's a question we've all asked ourselves. And if you haven't, what kind of person are you? No Kathleen Kelly. A Joe Fox? No Lone Reed. And, And maybe, you know, we, like I said, we've just hit minute 20 of the film, and you were talking about within the first percentage of a film, we need to have sort of gotten to the main conflict is this sort of that moment? Is this a moment where we are establishing for our primary protagonist what their conflicts are? I think that it was already established pretty close to the 10% mark. I think what's happening now is the character making, starting to realize they have to make a choice about this conflict and not just avoid what's going on around them. Yeah, yeah, this is kind of like she's been called to action and she has to decide how she's going to answer that call. Mm -hmm. Wow, such heavy shit in a romantic comedy. This scene was neither romantic nor comedic. No. I mean, uh, Greg Kinnear gets major points for the incredibly self-satisfied expression that I don't know if I've ever seen quite that look on any human. But he does it well. <laughs> I'm worried that he reminds me of me. He, Yes, you are him. 
Mm. You are like he and Kathleen's alternate universe baby. I think that you are somewhere between a Patricia and a Joe, so this is fine. Oh, yeah. A little demon baby. Mm -hmm. Chaotic businesswoman. Mm -hmm. It me. Yeah, so (laughs) here I am, small business, independent, anti-capitalist. I was recently rated an 11 out of 10 on the capitalist serial killer scale by co-workers. So. Y- you know, that old capitalist serial killer scale. It's a pretty standard unit of measure. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm Read like, a book. For real, right? So that is uh, minute 20. Going into minute 21, a lot of introspection, a lot of sort of self-examination. I feel like we're really in the film now. It feels good. I feel like we're moving. We're not having to establish as much. We're able to really notice details in Mm -hmm. a way that I think we haven't been able to do before because there's so much world building that has had to have happened. Yeah, what's great is from this point forward, the ball is rolling. We know who Fox Books are. We know who the shop around the corner are. We know that they are in direct conflict. And now it is time to see that play out as these two very lovable individuals figure out what they're going to do about their feelings for one another. This is it. See you next time in minute 21. Oh my God. (laughs) Until next time. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of You've Got a Minute. You can find future episodes wherever you get your podcast. And hey, if you'd like to leave us a review, we would really appreciate that. If you'd like to say hi, our email is ygampodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll see you next episode. Email received.